Hello. Today on From Here to There, Redefining Home, we are actually going to talk about some very common seller mistakes. So mistakes that people that are having their house on the market to sell um, commonly make. And sometimes that's easier to look back and retrospect on these things than it is to have the foresight to think about some of these things before they go on the market. Um, This tends to be information that we tell a lot of our sellers in our first initial consultation with them. Um, But sometimes either that information is forgotten or overlooked or just not prioritized because time runs out. So I just wanted to touch on a few of those items. Um, The number one is something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast, which is not getting your home showtime ready. So the home needs to look absolutely as perfect as it possibly can with the time and energy and finances that you have to get it ready. Um, So some people think, oh, well, I'll just just work on that as we have the house on the market. Um, But I will tell you that you want to have the house showtime ready for the photos because a lot of people, potential buyers, are going to look at your photos and never step foot in your house. Why? Because they've crossed your house off of their list just from the photos. Um, We all, you know, are scarce on time and buyers, especially in a fast moving market, know that they only have time to take a look at a couple of houses. And if your home isn't impressive online, then I can tell you that they're going to rule yours out and rule in another house to go take a look at that looks better in the photos. So you want to have your home absolutely showtime ready from the moment the photos are taken and for every single showing, if at all possible. So that means all the dishes put away the kitchen countertops as clean and empty as possible. Maybe just a couple of items out on those. You want your bathroom sparkling clean, your kitchen sparkling clean, all the beds made, and you want it to look like as much space as possible in closets and and in your pantry and everything like that. We don't want it to look like you're spilling over um, because you don't have enough space. So it's really being showtime ready is, I would say, one of the biggest components in getting your house sold quickly. And you need to be showtime ready from day one, not something you're is a work in progress as you have your house on the market. That kind of leads to number two, which is first impressions. Um, Our whole last episode was called first impressions and really touched a lot on what first impressions mean. Um, So I would say if you haven't listened to that episode, absolutely go back, listen to that episode. I think it's a a pretty brief one, maybe 15, 20 minutes or so, um, where we go through first impressions. But from the moment they pull up to your house, you know, having legible numbers and a pretty Uh, photographic look from the second they step out onto the curb and walk up to your front door and everything around um, that front door area. And I also want to say when they open that door to your house, when the agent opens that door, just kind of take a mental picture or take a real picture with your cell phone and see what someone standing at your front door is seeing. That's part of the first impression um, as well that we're talking about on this episode. So we want it to smell nice and clean, but not overpowering with too much of a scent. Um, But I'm open to having scents in your house, um, you know, a clean linen spray uh, scent, or maybe it's just that you've cleaned your house recently. So it just smells nice and fresh and clean. Um, We do a lot of apple and cinnamon type um, 
sense whenever it's more in the fall and winter as well. Um, so maybe just reach out to your agent to ask if they think that you should have any scents like that or not in your house. But just make sure that there's no pet odor at all. Maybe ask a trusted friend or neighbor or your realtor um, to be very, very honest with you as far as if they're picking up any scents in your house that aren't pleasant ones. Um, so that can also be um, a cigarette odor, but I can tell you that even if you smoke outside, people that are non-smokers can normally pick up on that scent coming from a garage or a porch or something like that if you um have done everything you can on that and you do have ashtrays outside, I would say, please put those away for every single showing every single day, because people kind of tend to perceive a scent that's not there or that's very mild whenever they actually um, see something that's causing the odor. Same thing goes with cat boxes and dog beds and dog toys and things like that. I think that we kind of have our visual senses stimulated and then maybe we start imagining some other odors that aren't there. So first impressions, um, being showtime ready, both super, super important. Um, Another thing is a lot of our sellers will sometimes say, hey, I know that the carpets need to be replaced. I know that the walls need to be painted, um, those kinds of things, but I'd rather just give an allowance for that. I know we've touched on that on some other podcasts, but I just want to um, really emphasize that I am a strong believer in going ahead and repairing or replacing whatever that um, kind of you know elephant in the room is if at all financially possible. And there are some financing opportunities with flooring um, providers and things like that if it's needed, um, if you don't have the finances up front to do those kind of repairs and replacements. But they are critical because buyers will walk in and the carpet that doesn't look that great, that you're willing to pay for, that you're willing to give an allowance for, they will already start you know, really taking, I guess, thinking very negatively of some of the other aspects of your home that they may have forgiven if they they didn't walk in and notice right away um, a project that they were going to have to take on. I will also tell you that um, sometimes, well, most of the time, if let's say that in your photos, we can see that your carpet looks pretty dingy, or maybe it's a very taste specific color, uh, or the walls are all different colors that are very taste specific, and you know that some things need to be done. Those buyers that are clicking through pictures um, are never going to get to the verbiage that your agent has written in about an allowance. They're just they're going to click right through the first couple of photos and say, Ooh, that one looks like a project I'm not willing to take on. And they won't ever actually read the section about you giving an allowance. Same thing when they're in your house. I will tell you, um, as an agent, we try and read everything that we need to in preparation for a showing to make sure that there's nothing outstanding that we need to know. But that is not always what happens. Sometimes a buyer calls us and says, Hey, I want to go look at this house this afternoon. Can we, can I meet you there in two hours? We're out at another appointment. We agree, meet them at that appointment. And we just simply haven't been able to read all of that on every single house that we show. Or if we're showing 10 houses that day, there's no way to keep all that perfectly straight every time. And so a lot of times the buyers that are either viewing your home online or even viewing your home in person 
are never really aware of an allowance you're giving. So you have to think about what that means in their mind. They're comparing your house, let's say it's priced at 325000 to the other homes that they're either seeing online or in person that are priced about the same. And your house has this kind of giant blemish. You know, a lot of times that is carpet or paint. Sometimes it's an allowance um, for yard work that needs to be done as well. And they never get to that. So they're always going to choose one of the other homes that already has those those items done um, before they would be excited about your offer. And I know we've talked about it on another podcast, but um, it really is okay for you to make a selection with the guidance from your realtor and guidance from the contractor uh, that's going to do the work about what colors to choose and what products to choose and that kind of thing as well. Is it going to appeal to every single person? Absolutely not. But is it better than what's in place? A hundred percent. It's better than what's in place. Um, Again, it's just kind of getting into the psychology of a buyer's mind and thinking how they think. And the more perfect and move-in ready your house is, the more appealing that is, unless you're trying to appeal to cash investors, but you are going to typically take a giant hit on that if you are selling to a cash investor instead of just a normal home buyer. Um, another thing that I see a lot of sellers, I would say at least 50 to 60% of my sellers want to start the price high on the home and come down over time if they can't get that price. And I will tell you that pricing is, uh, there's so much that goes into pricing and this is where experience comes in. But if you are wanting to go beyond whatever range your agent is telling you that the market can bear. So your agent tells you, I think that your house can sell between 250 and 262, something like that. And you want to price at 275. I can tell you right now that you're shooting yourself in the foot um, because what happens is if you do start high um, and your days on market increase and your price begins to drop, then you are just up against um, kind of a, a sinking ship in some ways because, um, and I will tell you, sometimes price adjustments are necessary and good things and the house gets sold quickly from that, especially if you have a unique condition with your home and pricing is um, a little bit harder to pinpoint because of certain things going on in your neighborhood or certain features and factors with your home. Um, sometimes price adjustments become necessary because a clear market value isn't um, as evident as it is with some other homes. But rewinding back on that, um, you do want to start uh, at really what the market is showing is a fair sales price for your house. Um, I can tell you that a house that is just super desirable and prices where it should be and ends up getting just a ton of lookers and buyers and offers and sometimes will go over the asking price. And that's a fantastic place to be. But you do just want to start with day one priced correctly, as correctly as you possibly can. Um, I also want to say that, you know, really listen to what your agent is showing you on comparable sales and ask questions. There may be something that you know that your agent doesn't know. Um, I, I say that 
we may be super experienced agents, um, but we can't know every single feature of your house or unique things about um, your neighborhood, maybe I don't know, a different builder built on this one street. Your street is a completely different builder than the rest of the neighborhood. Those kinds of things are important information to share with your agent um, so the two of you can come up with the correct price from day one. So again, showtime ready, 100% showtime ready, as showtime ready as you can get. First impressions, both visually um, and then good smells, good scents in your house, um, appealing to the largest buyer pool that we can. And then the other mistake is wanting to give an allowance instead of going ahead and doing the repair or replacement that you know is um, going to be desired. And then starting too high on price. And the next one um, is not leaving during showings. So I will say that most of my clients do understand and respect the need to leave during showings, but occasionally we have someone who um, wants to stay to point out different features of their home and things like that. And I can tell you, um, I've, I've shown homes both ways. And when a buyer is in a house and the seller is present, even if the seller is cheerful and charming and informative in so many ways, a lot of times it can be detrimental to the actual showing experience for that buyer. Um, the buyer feels maybe a little rushed. Um, even if you say, I take your time, I'm here all day, those kinds of things, they feel like there's a certain amount of time that they should spend in each room. Um, also, they're just more hesitant to open cabinets and open closets and speak freely with their agent. Um, sometimes they want to know, um, is this, I don't know, let's say that you put um, a laminate flooring down in your study and they want to know, would it be that expensive to take this out and put a wood look tile down in here? They don't want to insult you. They don't want you to have your feelings hurt. So they don't ask the question. They just know they don't like the flooring in that room and they're more quick to cross the home off their list. So please leave during showings. Again, most people I think understand that, um, can relate to how a buyer would feel if you were in the home when they were in the home. But I just wanted to take this platform to say, please, please leave. Um, And I suggest being gone when they get there and not coming back until you know that they've they've left. Um, We want them to really feel like this could be their home. It's not your home that you're passing off to them. It's their home and envisioning themselves in that home. Um, The next two... uh, Hopefully this doesn't sound salesy at all. That's not where I'm trying to go, but I have um, definitely been the second agent for people who have made these two mistakes, um, which is hiring a close friend or family member that is a licensed real estate agent, but that maybe doesn't do it full time or doesn't have a lot of experience under their belt. So I know we all want to help a friend out, um, but it is very different to hire a friend to I don't know, I'm trying to think of something basic, uh, clean your car, detail your car, than it is to hire a friend or family member to help you sell something that is such a huge part of your financial picture, of your net worth, um, and what you're trying to achieve. So please be careful when hiring um, somebody that's a friend or family member for the exclusive reason that they are a friend or family member. Uh, you really want to make sure that it is someone that has the numbers to prove that they've 
you know, been through a lot of different experiences in real estate um, and are going to understand how to solve problems on your transaction. I wish we could see whether a transaction was going to have a lot of hiccups and problems away along the way, or if it wasn't, that would help us out quite a bit. But so far, I haven't found that crystal ball that lets us know that. And transactions that seem like they would be very simple, basic, a home that's, you know, only five years old. Um, it's a married couple that bought it married. They're still married, selling it to another couple. You'd be surprised how hard it is to predict hiccups that are going to come up along the way. There are all kinds of issues, financing, appraisals, inspections, um, deed issues, all kinds of things that can come up that have to be overcome along the way. And I can tell you the only way to learn is through a lot of experience. So um, if you're going to feel guilty not hiring that friend or family member, and but you know that they're not super experienced, I just think you have to think through this is a business transaction. This isn't a favor for a friend. This is truly a business transaction. Um, and I can talk through that with you as well. If you have someone that you know, you'd like to use, but, um, is probably not the wisest decision. So, um, certainly if you have that, that situation, I would be happy to talk through that with you and maybe even sit down with that agent. If, if you need me to, I have done that before, um, to just kind of talk through them with the decision or let them know the decision that you've made. Uh, so again, running through that list, not being fully showtime ready, making, um, not making great first impressions, uh, giving an allowance for a repair or replacement item instead of just going ahead and doing it, starting too high on price, not leaving during showings, hiring a friend or family member that doesn't have the experience necessary to ensure a good transaction. And our last one kind of ties in with that as well, um, which is selecting an agent because maybe the commission structure that they've offered you is a little bit less than an agent that you know is really highly experienced is going to get the job done. Um, there's so many reasons that that a lot of times that's not the best uh, choice. And one is that uh, a lot of times those brokers that, um, do have less commission. Um, and, and I just want to say there's no fixed amount that commission, uh, has to be. It's just different agents that dictate what their commissions that they charge are. And so going with an agent just because they're offering you the lowest commission, isn't the best, um, strategy for your most expensive thing that you own, just like you wouldn't choose the least expensive doctor to do your heart surgery. Um, I wouldn't suggest, you know, choosing the least expensive realtor only because they're the the least expensive. A lot of times that does not equal the highest net to you because of negotiation skills, because of um, solving and strategizing issues with marketing and solving issues that come up along the transaction that end up costing you more money because you're maybe not having the same communication um, with your agent and the same guidance that you would with someone that maybe instead of carrying 50 clients at a time carries four or five clients at a time. Um, So they make up some of those huge discounts that they give in quantity. 
And so then the quality lacks as far as communication, as far as problem solving with your agent. So just make sure you ask lots of questions about who you would be talking to throughout the transaction, how often you can expect to hear from them, um, how quickly they plan on responding when you have a question uh, in the evening or on the weekend or on a holiday, those kinds of things. Um, So just be careful, proceed with caution there. Um, But really, that's it as far as our seller mistakes episode goes. I'm sure there's more I could come up with, but those are absolutely the most common mistakes that we see time and time again. So again, showtime ready, making make a great first impression do those repairs and replacements that you know almost every buyer is going to want. Start reasonably on your price. Start within the market value suggested by your agent and that's dictated by market numbers. Make sure you're gone during those showings and make sure that you're hiring an agent that you've interviewed, not someone that's just your best friend or your niece that got her license a couple of months ago. So if you do those things and avoid our seller mistakes, you should be in pretty good shape. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of From Here to There, Redefining Home. We hope that if you liked this episode, that you will leave a good review at the bottom and subscribe to our show. And even better, share our this episode and our podcast with a friend or family member. Until next time, thank you and have a great day.